Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace. Welcome to Monday morning. My name is Michael Gear, and I'm joining you for the next 30 minutes or so to talk about all things harness racing. We are smack bang in the carnival of miracles. It's Miracle Mile week, 12 days away from the Miracle Mile itself. We had the Newcastle Mile won by Mark Dan on Friday night. He is into the Miracle Mile on March the 4th. We had the Chariots of Fire at Menangle, and it was a beauty as Catch a Wave outmuscled Captain Ravishing, the hot, hot favourite, in a 149.1 mile. Catch a Wave is into the Miracle Mile. And we also have this week the Queen Elizabeth for the best mares in Australasia, the New South Wales Oaks, and the preludes to the Miracle Mile to find out who joins Catch a Wave and Mark Dan in the Million Dollar Race. There's a lot to go through, and we don't want to miss any crucial information. So from Club Menangle, their racing manager, David Watson joins us. Good morning, Wano. Nice to have your company this morning. Hey, Mick. Very good to be speaking to you. Mate, how are you feeling? You've had a little bit of a rough time recently. You got a bit crook there for a while. You sound pretty good. Um, it's Miracle Mile time. Knowing you, if anything's going to put a spring in your step, it'll be a Miracle Mile. Oh, you can't stay at home when this is on. This is what we've lived for, these carnivals. Yeah, I was just on a bit of a go slow there for a little bit. Had a bit of a health scare, so a um, couple of weeks off, but as, as you just said, it's Miracle Mile Carnival. You've got to be back on deck and it takes something more than what I went through to keep me in bed and stay away from this carnival. And it's getting pretty exciting now. Mate, glad to hear you're up and around. And you had the health scare. You sound good. Thank you for joining us this morning. Let's talk about this Miracle Mile. All right, what happens next? Because we have two in the field. Just to confirm this, because I want to make this really simple for people who don't follow harness racing. Is Catch a Wave automatically in the Miracle Mile field because of his chariots win? Uh, yes, he is. That's up to them, of course. Um, and I know Andy spoke to the club here on Saturday and he wanted to go home just to make sure the horse had pulled up well before he actually confirmed. But I did see on Facebook that he was more than happy on how he pulled up. He was actually ecstatic the way the horse had pulled up. And looking at that, uh, his intention was to be back here in two weeks. Yep. So he, all our indi- indicators are that he will be here in the Miracle Mile. Okay, so he will be. So back to basics. There are eight horses who start in the Miracle Mile, Watto. Where do we find the other six from? Mac Dan backed up his Newcastle Mile win from last year. Outstanding win this year. Last year, maybe, you now he got away with it a little bit in front, but this year he sat parked, 51. He's deserved um, his spot in it this year. Um, to go around again, absolutely sensational performance by Mac Dan. So he'll be going around. There's two spots. So then what we have, we have the two sprints this week. Um, outstanding nominations. The handicappers certainly have their job cut out. I think there was 52 nominations. They'll be broken down into two heats of 10. Um, and there's a couple of surprises there, a couple that we did expect to be there. Bondi lockdowns come back better than ever. Um, Honolulu Bay Krug's come over from New Zealand he's there which is a fantastic thing a horse that hasn't been on the scene the last month or two but we know how good that is he come third last year better eclipses there 
out of wise guy, BD Joe, who was the favourite in the Newcastle Mile. So the depth in the sprints is fantastic. So the first two from each sprint go through. What we have then is two wild cards. So they can come from any of the races that were qualifying events, and that being the Chariots of Fire, which has happened before the Newcastle Mile, the sprints. What can also happen is we can also extend an invitation to the Queen Elizabeth uh, II Mile, the, the ladies' race, um, the mayor's race here on Saturday night, if they put in an outstanding performance with an exceptional time, also with previous form that will be taken into consideration. So there are two wild cards that will be added, which will be done after all the races have been conducted here on Saturday night. Now, Wano, I know you don't know the exact answer to this question, but I believe I don't work for the industry. I believe I work for the punters. That, that, that's who we try and inform. That's who Sky Sport Radio try and inform. We find ourselves in a very unusual situation. Captain Ravishing was beaten in the Chariots of Fire. He doesn't get an invite yet. He might get an invite, but he's favourite for the race. And that means the entire market is skewered. Wano, do you think the directors, and you know them, we're only asking your opinion, I'm not saying this is going to be fact, but we're looking for some guidance for the market players. Do you think they would invite Captain Ravishing? Oh, look, as you said, he is favourite for the tab, but that should not be taken into consideration when you're picking a field. But he is favourite. Now, everyone's sort of saying he was disappointing. He led up, first time he's been to Menangle, they went 49 on a sticky track, and he got beat two metres by a horse that we know is a fantastic animal and put in a performance that was as, probably as good as any performance has been put in a chariot to fire ever. Now, last year, Bondi Lockdown put in a fantastic performance in the chariot to fire, came second, and he got an invite. Captain Ravishing, uh, I, and I'm sure Emma and Clayton will be going over with a fine-tooth comb over the horse this week. But um, in my opinion, and it's only my opinion, it'd be very hard to leave out. Okay, so that's the Miracle Mile. We have the director's meeting, which happens after the Miracle Mile preludes the Saturday. You're part of that process. What information, if any, do you give the directors? And I've been there at Menangle when you close the doors, and it's, it's all quite serious. What sort of info <laughs> do you give them? Do you sit in on the meeting, and, and do they ever ask you any questions? Oh, absolutely. Look, what you, the, the information you've got to provide is the times from the preludes, really important. So you're looking at the third place getters and the fourth place getters and the runs they put in um, in those races. Then it can also come down to previous form. So, and let's use an example. Once uh, there was a couple of years ago, um, my field marshal finished fifth. But in saying that he was a previous winner, his form had been exemplary before the sprint. He wasn't at his best. Um, in the sprint, but they gave him that. Lenny the Shark was the same. I think he finished fourth or fifth. Um, but previous winner, his form had been great leading up to that. But generally speaking, the last couple of years, it's just come down to those performances in the sprints um, or the Chariots of Fire. But the Chariots of Fire has been a great form guide. Hasn't been won yet from the Chariots into the Miracle Mile, but it's provided numerous place-getters. So the form guide from the Chariots is a fantastic guide into the Miracle Mile, um, especially for those around the place-getters. Um, 
and they've been very strong in the TAD market, so they're going to be taken into consideration. So you provide, once again, you have a look at the sprint races, you have a look at the lady, oh, sorry, the Queen Elizabeth mile for the mares, and then you go on previous form, if if that's what you've got to look at. Um, look, if you're sitting back in the field, I wouldn't be driving for luck this week. You've got to make your own luck. The depth of the fields here, and what we're looking at, Spirit of St. Louis even, and Triple Eights, um, as I said, Honolulu Bays, Bondi Lockdowns, Better Eclipse, Speedy Joe, Out of White Sky, they're all good enough to be in a Miracle Mile. Now, One only of- four of them are guaranteed. Well, we also have the Queen Elizabeth, as you mentioned this week, and the New South Wales Oaks. We know who's going to be in those fields. When do the barrier draws for those two mares and fillies races come out? About an hour and a half. They'll be conducted at the offices of Harness Racing in New South Wales in a, uh, just after midday. Okay, well, if people... Do great races. For people who want to go to Menangle, and a lot of people don't go very often because it's a fair way out of town, but if they want to go, the next two weeks are absolute rippers. couple of things. Do they need to pay to get in? Do they need to get dressed up? Can they get a table? How do they get there? Just make this simple for people who may not yeah. be regulars. Uh, look, it's free entry, and it's free entry for the Miracle Mile. Look, this week um, is ladies' night, so it's fashions in the field. There's $5,000 uh, of uh, prizes, they're really, really strong. Um, uh, there's usually 50 or 60 ladies competing in the fashions in the field, and of course the gentlemen. So they're in the marquees. It's a great night. Um, everyone dresses up. Uh, great crowd, a great atmosphere. It's a real party atmosphere. Um, and then Miracle Mile. We've got the trains pull up. We've got buses coming from uh, MacArthur and Campbelltown train station. All courtesy buses that'll be on board. We put, there's a couple extra trains. Pulls up right at the front door. Free entry here, Miracle Mile Night. And as you said, it's just going to be an outstanding race. Great atmosphere here. And then we've got the after party in Club Menangle um, up at the Country Club there after Miracle Mile Night, which goes to about 3 o'clock in the morning. So it's a great night and great night's entertainment and everyone loves it. Wano, stop teasing me, brother. I'm going to be there Miracle Mile Night. I didn't know there was an after party. That's um, <laughs> You're that, there. That, that opens up a whole new box. Good to hear you bouncing around, mate. Um, thank you for all that valuable information. If people love websites, where do they go to find out more about Miracle Mile Week? Sorry, what was that? So what's the website to go to oh, to find out yep. more about Miracle Mile Week? Angle.com.au. Mate, that's wonderful. See you it's there next there. week, Wano. Okay, Nick. Sounds great. David Watson, one of the good guys in Australian harness racing. With all the details you need, the barrier draw for the Queen Elizabeth, that's the open class mares on Saturday night, and the New South Wales Oaks, obviously for three-year-olds, comes out in around an hour and a half. A man who will be listening to that most intently is Tim Williams. Tim is going to drive the favourite, or the potential favourite, for the New South Wales Oaks in Carlua Flyby. He is a New Zealand-based driver. This week he's based in Sydney because he's also going to drive BD Joe and potentially Ultra Wise Guy if they split them in the heats or the preludes of the Miracle Mile. Good morning, Tim. Thank you for taking time out of your morning to talk to us. Hey, Mike. How are you? No worries at all. Mate, I'm very happy. Um, You must have been happy too on Saturday with... Carlo a flyby. She was in the stronger of the two Oaks heats. It did it look good at the eight hundred metres. You were three back on the inside, 
but she ran past a very, very good filly in Peaceful. Yeah, wrapped with uh, the way she went, Mick. Obviously, uh, yeah, a little bit nervous there for a wee bit when we were through the fence, but, uh, you know, it worked out good. We, uh, we got our chance from the top of the straight, and she picked them up really nice. She won quite well, I thought, on a Tuesday afternoon, about two weeks ago now. She looked to have improved a lot to me. Did she feel like she had improved? Yeah, definitely, Mick. She was a lot, uh, lot sharper uh, Saturday night, and I think that was... Uh, Obviously, the first run brought her on, but as I said to a few people before she started on the Tuesday, she actually missed a trial, second trial at home before she came. Obviously, the weather was uh, rather wet, as you know, so yeah, it didn't surprise me how much she improved off the first run, and like you say, she was a lot sharper Saturday night, so I you know, couldn't be more pleased the way she travelled through the running. We've seen her winning coming from three back on the inside. We've also seen her winning sitting parked for the last 800 on a Tuesday. But punters, Tim, love backing horses they think can lead. They don't always win. In fact, not many leaders won at Menangle on Saturday night. But does she have that string to her bow if she draws well? I definitely think she does, Mick. Um, you know, we've led on her a couple of times at home. I think, uh, you know, show day she, she led from out wide and, and set a good tempo. And it you know, took took Mark and Hayden's good filly to run her down. So, you know, definitely if she, uh, if she was the find the front of, you know, I wouldn't be scared to, to let her roll, but, you know, like you say, she's versatile too. If she, she can relax so well and off a helmet like she showed the other night, she can, uh, you know, she can come from behind and pick them up just as comfortably. The Telfer Cullen Barn, who you work for as the number one driver, had BD Joe, an ultra-wise guy, in the Newcastle Mile on Friday night. And that didn't really go to plan, did it? No, it was probably one of those days, mate, you'd say you wish we had stayed in bed, but that's, uh, that's racing, as you know. It's, you take the good with the bad, so both the horses have come through it really well, so that's the main thing, and you know, they'll press forward towards Saturday night, where it's, you know, it's obviously going to be uh, a lot a lot harder and some good racing on Saturday, but you know, couldn't be happier with the way they've uh, really settled in now and come through the run, so you know, looking forward to Saturday. BD Joe galloped out of the gate and then galloped again later. Oh, I presume, looking at the way he was was knocking himself around. Was he hitting the, the rear sulky wheel discs, was he? Yeah, look, he just touched the outside wheel once early and I think obviously he hadn't probably done that before and he, he hit the panic button and, you know, to be fair to the horse, I think he'd done a good job to find his hobble as, as quick as he did and then yeah, on the last bend again when we just come off the fence, he, he just touched it once again and just just gave himself a fright again. So just put a line through that and uh, find a longer cart. What about this Saturday? You've got him and Ultra Wise Guy. Are you likely to drive both if they do split them in the two preludes? Without talking to Stephen Mandy about it, I would assume so, Mick. But like I say, as long as they are split, it'd be, um, be good to have a drive on both of them. What do you make of the Miracle Mile? Because there's a lot of moving parts to this all of a sudden. If Captain Ravishing had bolted in the other night, he'd be the only horse in Australasia anybody's talking about. And no, he's not. Yeah, it was definitely uh, late sailing Saturday night. There's a few, few questions to be answered, but uh, late sailing, the two heats, they're going to be really strong fields and you know, it's going to be tough racing. So, you know, if we're able to make it, it's you know they're going to earn it. And um, like you say, the following week, it's going to be a hell of a race. People talk a lot about the differences between the different states in Australia, Tim, and the difference between New Zealand and Australia and horses who adapt to it and horses 
what they have to learn when they go to a new jurisdiction. What have you found the key difference between driving predominantly in New Zealand to going to Menangle or on Friday night Newcastle to race? Yeah, look, it's definitely very different. Like you say, Mick, um, yeah, we found that out at the start on Friday night at, at Newcastle. It's, yeah, it's definitely different kettle of fish. It's, you know, you, you keep up or you, you're at the RCN pretty quick. So, yeah, I think gate speed's obviously a, a big part of it over here. And, you know, I'd like to think Touchwood the other night was a, was a slight hiccup, but they both sort of hold their own out of the gate without being lightning fast but um, there's definitely a big advantage over the short trip if you've got a bit of gate speed and you're good enough to put yourself on the front end Where does gate speed come from? Is it a habit that is learned by horses? Is it the way you gear them and train them? Is it something drivers need to be more aware of or awake to? What's your opinion having seen it close up over the last couple of weeks when you come from a driving jurisdiction where it's not usually as big a factor? I think it's a combination of all of them. Like you say, it's uh, probably something at home we we don't use as much as they do here. But uh, you know, like you say, with gear changes or more aggression from from the driver's side of it, it's you know you, you find some horses do have terrific gate speed once once you teach them to run the gate. But you know, there's definitely some that don't have it too. So it's yeah, it, it works in roundabouts, but you know, it definitely helps if you got it. Mate, I hope you're enjoying yourself uh, in Sydney. Good luck this week in the New South Wales Oaks. Is it exciting to expand your career? Like you're one of the top drivers in New Zealand. You drove 100 winners last season, which is third on the premiership and a very big deal in New Zealand. Is this a natural next step for you and, and, and something you would like to make more regular? Yeah, I think so, Mick. Obviously, I've been a little bit lucky over the years through Mark and Natalie's. I've, I've dipped a toe in the water here a couple of times, but, uh, you know, the last few weeks, it's been a regular thing and I'm starting to get um, Stephen and Amanda got going to have four four here this weekend. So, it's, uh, like you say, it's it's becoming a little bit more more comfortable for me over here now and yeah, hopefully going forward, uh, it can be something that, um, you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't scare you like it does when you first come here. <laughs> but uh, good luck uh, for what's going to be a busy night for you Saturday night at Menango. I believe also there's a chance Ultra Meteor from the Telfer Cullen stable may turn up in the New South Wales Derby heat. Is that still the case? Yep. No, I think he's uh, he left this morning, Mick. He, he arrives here tonight. So, you know, from what I watched the other night, he, he, he wasn't beaten a long way, but he was, um, he was sort of in the hunt without putting the hoof in the till. So, Hope, hope there's a trip over here and, uh, you know, different style of racing. It might be the making of them. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Good luck, safe travels around Menangle on Saturday night, mate. No worries at all. Thanks very much, mate. Tim Williams, one of the leading drivers in New Zealand and the driver of the pre-draw favourite for the New South Wales Oaks. That's this Saturday night, ladies' night, at Menangle, the barrier draw, now just over one hour away. You wanted to wait that long to back a winner at Goulburn today. They have the first on the card there going at one o'clock, so two hours away from that. We're hoping to speak to James Rattray. He has several favourites in today's card. So just going over the week, if we get James, we'll have a chat to him. First race at Goulburn today is at seven past one. Tomorrow we have Menangle, the usual Tuesday afternoon stuff. Also, Tamora is on tomorrow night. Um, 
we return as usual to Bathurst on Wednesday night. But the big dances, as they say, are Menangle Saturday. So Menangle Saturday, ladies' night, fashion in the fields, that type of thing. And we have very strong racing with the two preludes to the Miracle Mile, the Ladyship, the Oaks, and the Heats of the Derby. It is a beauty. But you probably need some money. You want to have a bet today, don't you? I know you do. And James Rattray has a good card, at, a good a book of drives at Goulburn. Hey, Jimmy, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, mate. Thank you. Mate, it sounds like you're at a sulky, James. Sounds like you're out there doing some work. I'm sure you've got your, your hat and your vest on, so I'm sure you're doing the right thing. What do you make of London to a brick in the first on the card today at Goulburn? Uh, can you repeat that, Derek? I said, what do you make of London to a brick, race one, number two, in the first on the card at Goulburn today? Yeah, it's a um, lovely horse. He's sort of just, just coming to it. He, he raced really good last start. Um, if he races like that, he'll, he'll be in really good shape. Does he have good manners? Because he's got barrier two, so the manners might be the key. Uh, yeah, yeah, he usually does. He, he's pacing bread and had a few starts now. Um and, uh, yeah, he's trotting pretty solid. Mate, in race three on the card, you train and drive Bainbridge. He's going to be the favourite or close to the favourite from two on the second line. Is he good enough to overcome the second line draw? Yeah, he's a nice horse, just learning, um, learning how to go at the minute. If he, gets, if he gets a bit of luck there, I think he'll be in the finish. You're driving... Flying Banula for Simon Locke in the fifth on the card. Again, a second-line draw. What chance would Flying Banula be for at least a place? Uh, yeah, the horse is um, pretty consistent and um, trained on the track, and I don't think it'll be far away either. Race six on the card, mate, one from your stable is Crystal, or Cristal. Race six, number four. The form doesn't look great, but it's not a strong field. No, um, she's got a pretty good record over the mile um, and ran a nice time in Tassie. Uh, we think she'll do a good job and hopefully um, hopefully race in the Mayor's races at Menangle. OK, mate, we can tell you're pretty busy this morning because you've got races this afternoon. What's your best chance of driving a winner, mate? Um, probably uh, London to a brick. James, thank you for joining us this morning, mate. Thank you. As you can hear there, that's a live version of the noises that go with training harness horses. The clippity-clop of the hooves, the sulkies coming and going off horses and on horses. Doesn't get much more live than that. James Rattray driving at Goulburn today, his home track. Best chance of the day, race one, number two, London to a brick. So they kick off just after one o'clock. As mentioned, big week this week at Menangle. This time next week, we'll know who's in the Miracle Mile. That decision on invitations will be made on Saturday night. The crucial factor, the TAB favourite is Captain Ravishing. He was beaten the other night. He looked a bit scratchy, a bit annoyed, a bit pumped up. Maybe he'll improve. Maybe he won't. Maybe they'll pull him out this week. We'll try and keep you updated with that information. Brittany Graham will be with you from 1030 Wednesday and Thursday. I'll be back for Finding Winners on Friday. Also stick to our social media channels. We will try and find all that information for you because we don't want you betting blind 
into those futures markets. Final fields, Foreman Angle, a couple of them will come out in the next hour, then the final fields will be out by four o'clock this afternoon for the huge meeting. They're available on harness.org.au. As David Watson told us, it's free to go to the Harness this Saturday or the Saturday after for the Miracle Mile. If you're in the New South Wales region and you feel like seeing some pretty good horses, it's the two Saturday nights to do so. Thanks for joining us here on Sky Sports Radio's Harness segment this morning. We'll be back again at 10.30 on Wednesday with Brittany Graham.